Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technology with support from USDA Rural Business Cooperative. In the previous episode, award-winning cheesemaker Veronica Beachy of Beachy Farm LLC in Missouri talked with NCAT specialists Linda Coffey and Daniel Priel about the opportunities of marketing small ruminant dairy products. In this episode, she discusses finding the balance between production and sales. So the question was balancing sales and production. So, I mean, you have to understand, I, I was kind of, you know, the main cheese for a while. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so it started out um, wanting to have this business, um, you know, thankfully with my husband and I finding this piece of property, building the building, and, you know, everything that went on past the goat milk went through my hands. So I was in charge of the finances, the sales, the marketing, and uh, the manufacture of cheese. So I had I had a handle in my mind of who was going to need what. And so I was able to make uh, the cheese that I felt we would need to sell. And that was something after 11 years that we've just kind of acquired that ability to do Uh, you know like right now we're going into second quarter and and i have a lot of discussion with kelly our cheesemaker and what vats should i make this week you know every week we're deciding what vats we're making based on what what cheeses that we're selling and who's asking for them and and we do have with whole foods they've been a really great customer of ours and we do have some type of understanding with what they'll be looking for and so we can gauge for some of that but um, you know you can just get an email for 50 cases without realizing it you know so you got to be able to and that's another reason why we make cheeses that um, some of them um, are in and out of the door in 14 days you know it's a lot easier to say okay just give me a couple weeks and I'll fill your order you know what I mean? We're not making some super sharp cheddar that's got to wait for three years. That's interesting because I would almost imagine that driving a, a cheesemaker to go the other direction, right? To be making those aged cheese that, whether it's aged two and a half years versus two and a half years and seven more months, you just put throw a different label on it. Yeah, there's there's pros and cons with doing okay. aged cheeses like that. First of all, you're going to have to have some working capital. Because oh, okay. you're gonna not receive any any reward All the for sits in your fridge for three years exactly, yeah. okay. and so you're gonna have to balance that with making something that you can get some return on, whether it's a fresh cheese like you know pork for cows or chev or or feta or something like that, and then um, you know that aged cheese, there's some good things about it. You know it's easy to ship. Um, people can buy it and have a long shelf life in their store. And, um, you know, they can cut to order. They can just buy a wheel and cut off how much a customer wants and, and keep it wrapped. And they can have it in their store for six months, and it's just fine. You know, where some of our cheeses, you know, when they go out the door, the customer has a month. You know, we just, we just sent some out this morning to San Francisco, like air cargo. And, and it's, you know, about 30 days on some of those pieces. 
So they're going to have to get that from the airport, take it to their warehouse, unbox that, uh, separate it, pack those orders, get them on the delivery truck. That all might take a week. And then get it to that customer, and then that customer unpack that box and get it in their cheese case and get it labeled maybe 10 days from the time it, it left today. Wow. And so they're going to have to push that cheese when they get there. So some of our cheese, because of the short shelf life, um, some of our customers do like a pre-order system where they don't order from us until they get the order. And they're like, okay, we got so many cases going to this special grocery store, you know, in, in San Francisco. So, yeah, I, I hope I answered your question. Yeah, I think part of it was um, how you found that balance. And your answer was you kind of just did. Experience. Yeah. Yeah, experience. Right. And it's and it can change, too. Yeah. So you just kind of, it's kind of a gut feeling, I guess I would say. I heard say. someone say the other day that there are, there's no such thing as a, as a green thumb. Only people who don't give up. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, like, does that resonate with you, having heard what you just said? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm blown absolutely. away by how much you've learned. And like your your deep understanding of all the parts of this, it's it's amazing. You you know it's and it's something that um, the different people on our team have had to learn too. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember when we first um, you know really started getting into doing deliveries, and I remember working with an employee, and she was happy because she had the cheese in the box, and I said, "Now look at the box." There's no labeling on that box. Somebody's going to receive this at the local hotel downtown, and they're going to say, what the heck is this? <laughs> sure, you put on there that so many pounds of Bloomsdale cheese is inside, but where is it going, and who did it come from? Oh, you know, and it's something that as you're training employees, you have to be able to walk them through the cheese step by step because their only exposure was cheese and our creamery in Beji Farms, and they didn't have a mind to think about where all this cheese is going to go until it gets into the refrigerator of our customer mm-hmm. at their home. Do you come from a farming background? No. So- yeah, no, absolutely not. Sarah, my husband and I grew up in the suburbs of St. Louis, and we we known each other since we were five. We lived across the street from each other. And it's it's kind of funny, but we always had this kind of affection for the countryside. My my husband, his family had um, a piece of property that uh, was his grandmother's uh, that they would visit, and it was a farm in the middle of the south, you know, southeast uh, Illinois. And, and so it just kind of happened, honestly. Um, you know, we moved away from that when we were married, and... and uh, through the course of time, we found ourselves in the countryside, and you know, we just enjoyed it, and we just wanted to explore the different options that we had of of taking care of our piece of property and and doing the things we could do with it. You know, I was thinking too; his construction skills have been really valuable in your very, business too. Very, very valuable. They? Yeah. Keep yeah. On hearing that from farmer after farmer, yeah. After yeah. farmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And very valuable. I mean. We had a 1912 Sears and Roebuck kit barn that needed a lot of renovation. When we first got there on the main floor, if it was raining, you know, it was 40 feet high, the the roof, and I would get wet, you know, and it needed a lot of repair. And then we 
we built the uh, the cheese plant ourselves, and um, it's you know was not a small project. So yeah, it's been very very valuable. The, and and the different uh, things he's made for um, our lives to be easier selling at the farmers market. You know he's he's built. You know we have to take a small like five cubic cubic foot freezer. We have to take a refrigerated display case that they often use in sushi um, stores. Uh, we have we have a lot of heavy stuff, and and he's built you know different pieces of equipment for us to wheel these things around and load them into vans. So yeah, it's been very helpful. Uh, I have really enjoyed visiting with you, Veronica. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I I never imagined that getting that goat and. Our Mennonite community, as isolated in the country as we were, would result in this type of an adventure. But it's been very rewarding. Thank you for yeah. having me today. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Thanks. You can find other episodes of ATRA, Voices from the Field, along with ATRA's other sustainable agriculture resources at www.atra.ncat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org.